0: continue the celebration of life for Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and the seven other people who lost their lives in the helicopter crash last month uh, here at 710 ESPN Michael Thompson Andy Kamenetsky, Brian Kamenetsky. Uh Michael you just uh, coming over from from the memorial uh, Andy and I were there as well it was it was I've never experienced an event like that Michael where, like that. yeah like that where you was know, like where so many people got together who know a person in mm-hmm. so many different capacities. Like, yeah. You knew Michael professionally, and right. you know, we kind of knew him in a different way professionally, mm-hmm. and most of the people in that crowd didn't know him at all, maybe Kobe, met him
1: once. Kobe was an eccentric and eclectic young man. I mean, he spoke like, what, four or five languages? He had uh, interest in the arts, uh, all kind of different businesses, way beyond just basketball, so he was a very... Introspective and curious man, man, and boy, I tell you, he could, he, he would have done so many great things to help people throughout the, the second half of his life, and uh, and uh, it, uh, it's it was such a beautiful ceremony over there, a beautiful
2: memorial for him, and uh, you're right, it was just a very
1: tastefully done and just so
2: classy. Well, I everywhere. mean, one of, one of the things that I used to harp on a lot while covering Kobe and after his retirement, and now unfortunately after his death, is that beyond his greatness as a player. He's one of the most interesting athletes I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. He's just an interesting person. So? Well, like you were talking about before, his mm-hmm. wide spectrum of interests, yeah. you know, how really smart he was, you know, the eccentricities yeah. of his personality, you know, the parts of him that, you know, were very charismatic, the parts of him that at times could even be off-putting, mm-hmm. you know, or, or made him at sometimes difficult to be around. But all of that was so unique and his career was so unique, and I think that really speaks to why he was able to touch so many different people over the course of his careers. Just beyond the greatness, there was like a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, there's a little part of Kobe that I think pretty much anybody could relate to, even if they couldn't relate to the entirety of it. Yeah, and so that's that's one of the things I think we'll talk about. We're here till three
0: o'clock. Mason and Ireland coming on uh, after us at three. Um. Obviously, so many things to relay from the from the celebration itself today at Staples Center. Some remarkable speakers today, uh, including Vanessa Bryant. Would it be um, okay
1: for me to point out one little complaint? It wouldn't be you, Michael, if you didn't. There were some, not just enough free sandwiches, thought, or what just was something it? I thought that wasn't acknowledged enough. And you know, you got to be careful. You got to be tasteful. But I, I did. I didn't think that the speakers Shaq did it. But I think the speakers, nobody acknowledged the Bryant family. Have you noticed that? Joe and Pam Bryant. They were over, kind of overlooked. It's interesting. And yeah. the sisters were there. And yes, obviously you have to acknowledge Vanessa and, and the girls first but and foremost, for the most part. But I kept saying, when is somebody going to say something about Pam and Joe and Kobe's sisters, Shaq of course acknowledged him when he started his speech so i was thankful that shaq said something yeah they, it's, it's they almost like, overlooked i almost think it's like the academy awards sometimes where
0: you're
2: so focused on one thing that well, you i don't, understand you know, that see but the other
0: things i, I, I also it wonder personal.
2: too with shaq he i'm sure knew kobe's parents knows kobe's parents in a way that somebody like jimmy yep. kimmel mm-hmm. for example just throwing him out there yeah. may not and you know with something like this i know that you know during the week that we were all, you know, on air twenty four seven. You know, the the week of Kobe's passing, I know that one of the things that was difficult for me to figure out how to handle is just talking about the other passengers at all because yeah. I didn't know them, right. and I don't, of I course. don't know how they would even want to be talked yeah. about mm-hmm. in in a situation like this. You know, Kobe was a public person, yeah, and Gianna was having a pretty public life that clearly Kobe and Vanessa mm-hmm. were comfortable with. But the other seven people, I don't know anything about. And, I, and you know, beyond uh, Coach Altabelli, like, I, I don't even really know how public they were, period. Yeah, it's, it's, it, there's obviously so
0: many layers to all of this um, and, and things that we, we can talk about and, and think about over the course of the next couple hours. We do have some people still, you know, uh, waiting to, to call and we'll take some of your thoughts on Kobe. If you were there at the, the memorial today, watched it on TV. Obviously, this is a, a big event for the Lakers, for the Lakers family, for Los Angeles, uh, Byron in West Covina, you're on with the Kamineski brothers and Michael Thompson. Byron, are you there? Yep. Nope. I'll try again. Byron, there you go.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you for having me, and um, I just want to say I have a story. I, I seen Kobe when he was 17, and we played against each other at uh, in Venice Beach. Really? Yeah, Venice Beach, man, and, and, and he got drafted. And it was like, that's a new guy from the Lakers. That, I was like – and, you know, if you know back in the day, we would go just to anywhere to get a good game. You know, you travel, you go anywhere. It could be – and so I'm like, I'm going to play him hard. I don't care, you know. But he had the in, uh, tenacity even at a young age. And I, I, it was unbelievable – he was the closest thing. I was a Michael Jordan fan, and I never seen anybody that was comparable to Michael Jordan but him.
2: Bar, let, let me ask you quickly: uh, How? What's your age in, in uh, relation relationship?
3: I'm forty. I will be forty nine in April. Okay, right, so,
0: so this was this was a solid... You were you were in your prime when you were facing off. I was like
3: twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. How'd it so, go? <laughs> Oh, we I think we won, but I mean just to see the tenacity in a kid. I mean, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anybody with that same tenacity. Yeah. I think he's even better than Michael Jordan in this aspect of Michael Jordan didn't have that at 17.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just a thought. And thank you, Byron, for calling in. Like, how cool is that to be able to carry that around? Like, oh yeah, I put. That was the summer, by the way. He got. That's when he got. We got hurt. Right? Was playing picker. Was it the next year where he got hurt?
2: Pick um, up I if memory serves, and I may be incorrect about this, when he got hurt at Venice was right before Phil's first season. Because okay, I want to. So I, I want to say that he started that season with a broken wrist. Right. But I. I but I. But I may. I sure may why. be mixing up yeah. seasons. Um, and I don't remember if that happened at Venice. I'm pretty sure, though, is that some type of random pickup game that the Lakers would have preferred to not play. I'm sure, but
0: like you know, all these games go on. Like to be able to like to have that thing to be able, like, yeah, I played Kobe when he was 17. I was in my 20s. You know, he might have kicked my ass a little bit, but that's all right. Like to have that is really cool. Ian in Long Beach, you're on with the Kamensky brothers. Ian, are you there?
4: Yeah, sorry, Uh, that's Um, okay. Yeah, I got a couple of things to say. First, I'd like to talk about how classy and uh Ian you still no, there?
0: I think we lost him. Um call back if you can. But the uh the the classy part was true. I agree. Um it was a terrific it the, really was. And it, this this was not a, a an event done, you know, necessarily by the Lakers per se. Um but it was a it was it was something that was put on uh, obviously in coordination with the Bryant family. Um speaks i think michael to the, the the reach that uh that kobe has oh, as a person yeah. you see the types of people oh yeah who show up who mm-hmm. perform uh beyonce yep. starting things off with what i thought well
1: i uh, just a oh, she was a great tremendous performance yeah and uh, Christina Aguilera sang one of my favorite songs. I love that song, "Audrey Maria." Yeah, mm-hmm. wish I could understand it, but it is a beautiful song.
2: Um, and also, too, Alicia Keys, Keys playing, playing Moonlight Sonata. Ooh, man, those people are so talented. Ain't That's they? the
1: thing. You, but the, how, did they, how did they? If I could, I wish I could. If I could learn to play the piano like that in a month, I'd do it. I, there's
0: something about the, the 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 parallel here, and maybe I don't know if I'm torturing this or not, but like you you forget, Kobe Bryant's so famous, you sometimes forget like. The technical things that he's so good at that yeah. made him that way. Beyonce is so famous for just being Beyonce. You forget how talented a singer she is, how talented. You're Christina Aguilera, the same kind of thing because she's a pop star. Yeah. But she's also a musician. Alicia mm-hmm. Keys is a, is a trained. Does Christina you know, play an
1: instrument? I'm sure. I she
0: think plays she plays she piano. Music. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if she's like a virtuoso in that way, but like, she. these are tremendously talented people. Oh, yeah. And it's it's kind of a neat thing to have them come out to honor mm-hmm. other tremendously exactly. talented people. Um, so we'll take some of
1: your calls. Who would you like to sing at your funeral? If, they if, I, would.
0: if anybody would be willing to show up yeah. to who my do, who funeral, would you choose? they don't have to Who sing. would you choose? I mean, Beyonce would be... Beyonce I mean, that's not be a bad yours? start. Don't you have a favorite? Right? I mean, some of my favorite artists are a little bit... literally, are or They're a little dead. <laughs> yeah, right, so... <laughs> I mean, Janis Janice Joplin, maybe?
2: I don't know if like Radiohead is <laughs> the yeah.
0: best funeral song. Yeah, there are,
2: unfortunately, a lot of people, like an Otis Redding, who I would yeah, love, but he, right. no longer with us. Van Morrison. Oh, oh yeah. He's Van Morrison. Them. Yeah, he'd have been cool.
0: Um, all right, so eight seven 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 ten espn We'll take some of your calls uh, over the next couple hours. We'll also bring you uh, different moments from today's memorial for uh, Gianna Bryant and Kobe Bryant and the seven others who lost their lives uh, in that crash last month. We'll do all of that here on 710 ESPN.
5: As many of you know, Kobe and I had a very complex relationship throughout the years, but not unlike another leadership duo, John Lennon and Paul McCartney, whose creative rivalry led to some of the greatest music of all time. Kobe and I pushed one another to play some of the greatest basketball of all time, and I am proud that no other team has accomplished what the 3 Pete Lakers have done since Shaq and the Kobe Lakers did it.
0: That, of course, was uh, Shaquille O'Neal speaking today at the Celebration of Life for uh, Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant at Staples Center. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, Michael Thompson. I was thought
1: about that till Shaq mentioned it. Because we always hear this old cliche, there's no I in team. But I never heard about the M-E in team.
2: Spelling's never been your thing, Michael. For anybody who follows you on mm-hmm. Twitter, Champagne and Nuts, you've yeah. got some interesting spelling Ah, but on. there is an I in team. And
1: uh, Dominic Team, the tennis player from uh, I think he's from Holland. T H I E M, <laughs> pronounced Team. Yes, so there is an I really team.
0: Today, Kobe was a uh, late, you know, tennis enthusiast. Yeah, t- I, I, to- I used to
1: tell him, that. I used to ask him uh, when he was playing thirties or forties. Yeah, when he was uh, an active player with the with the, the Lakers, and he was in his late twenties, thirties. I said, Kobe, you know, you know, what are you going to do? And like like in the summer, to get away from basketball, you can play a little golf. Man, I ain't playing that stupid game. You know, he hated golf; thought it was boring, too slow. I said, What about tennis? I ain't playing no tennis. And sure enough, I said, My tennis is a Great way to stay in shape. Work on your hand-eye coordination. Work on your footwork. It's a great game, Kobe. If you learn to play it well, and you play against guys who can really hit, it'll keep you in shape. Get you away from basketball. You don't have to wear and tear yourself on the court. It's another way of of staying in cardiovascular shape. He said, "Man, I ain't got time for that." And come, sooner or later, you retires. And next thing you know, you picks You're up the game. Got time, but I mean, yeah. Andy.
0: I thought, I thought Andy. What was what was so great about the today were those little details, and that was a story that Rob Polinka told. Uh, you know, who was Kobe's best friend. And they they would you know they played. Tennis together at this uh, club in Newport and whatever, and initially, Palinka was better at it than Kobe was, which of course Kobe did not like, mm-hmm. um, and and all that stuff. And so Kobe secretly started taking lessons from the club pro so he could turn around and beat Rob faster. Um, you know, like little details like that. You heard Shaq talking about you know the the story of, of their you know there is isn't an, an me in team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and all th- that's the stuff that I thought was was so cool about today is you know. Vanessa, was remarkable speaking mm-hmm. today, yeah. revealing little details about Kobe, the
2: father, about Gianna, the daughter that just we just don't. Well, I mean, you to. can lose sight with somebody like Kobe, who is so successful at what he did. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time, much less basketball players of all time. And, you know, he's an icon. And, you know, he was so larger than life. You can sometimes forget that somebody like that is actually a person. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, like that they are really it's not a cliche, like they really are people. And that sometimes gets lost in all the greatness and the mythology. And hearing those type of stories throughout this memorial is a really nice humanizing reminder of it.
0: Uh, Let's go back to Ian in Long Beach. We lost you in the last segment. Go ahead,
4: Ian. Thanks, guys. Sorry. Uh, So as I was saying, I thought it was a really classy and complete celebration and I thought that it was done really, really well by the organization. So congrats to the whole Laker family. I also thought that Rob showed a lot of leadership in uh, the things that he said, and it makes me feel even more comfortable with him as the leader of the Lakers. Um, but finally, what I'd like to say is as a girl dad of uh, – of four daughters only, just like Kobe. Um, there's been a lot of talk about a statue possibly with him and Gigi. Mm-hmm. And I would Have you heard that? Watch. For real?
1: Where have you heard that talk?
4: Uh, it's been on, on your channel. Oh yeah, yeah. John George Ireland George 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 I bought Fox actually John George Ireland George. bought yeah. that
1: suggested that I think it's a great the idea. This is close to John Ireland. Well yeah.
4: I think it's a great idea, yep. however after listening to this, and I, I, I would never think to speak for the for the C- Bryant family, but Kobe would want to be around all four of his daughters. He wouldn't yeah. want to be separated.
0: You know, and, and Ian. Thank you. Thank you for the for the call and yeah. for that thought. I, I the, the one of the things that I thought was was a recurring theme today. Um, that was so important and so great was the the, the emphasis on. Women's basketball and yeah. girls playing sports. And, Since I'm
1: the only WNBA fan in this building, yes, it's you know, about time.
0: Uh, you know, Sabrina Unesco, Oh man, spoke she played great. With, but what I th- what I thought was great about her, um, you know, actually, you know, I'll, I'll just let her say it. She she spoke, and she if you don't know, she is the wow. you know the at this point she's a leading scorer in college basketball history? history. I think so. She's at Oregon. She is real, real good. Um, and worked with Kobe. Worked with Gianna. Um and Kobe was like, you know, was a role model for her.
4: A year ago,
6: my team, Oregon was playing at USC. The morning of the game, our coaches told us that there was a surprise for the day. I was thinking Nike sent us some new shoes or swag or something. The game starts and shortly after, Kobe walks in with his daughter, Gianna, and two of her teammates. They sat courtside while my jaw sat dropped. They watched the entire game, and that was the first time I met Kobe.
0: And she went on to talk about how, you know, the yeah the, the 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 advice and the 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 things that Kobe gave her the most important one it seemed to me was when she said I was I am unapologetically Competitive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not a space that girls and girl athletes and women have been able to to go out and, like, it's okay to want to kick the bleep out of the, the person you're playing against or be better or be driven and all that you stuff. You don't in think that women act, have that attitude? I think the no, best. No, I, think, thing I think, they think they do. I think they do. Yeah. But I think there's. It's not ability. always encouraged. It's not always encouraged By to whom? be competitive that way.
2: By whom? Ask women, Michael. They'll no, tell you. I don't believe it. it. Ask and women. sports? I don't no, believe it. No, but just. Because or even ble- in a business world. Because it, no, it, Michael, you're Absolutely. definitely wrong. No you're way. Definitely I've never wrong. any woman who thinks that way. I didn't say they don't feel that oh, way. They don't that. feel that it's oh, encouraged. I, I never heard that. Well, 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 let's let's, let's ask a man, Michael. Seven, seven, <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: I never heard that. I've been, either, been around it, more women a than good, y'all. It's a good thing to, for you to mansplain yeah. what it's like to grow up <laughs> as a
1: been around. I've got sisters. I've been around more women than you guys, Right. More a, I don't years
0: keep a running count. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Sure>. <laughs> That's right. I've never heard that before. Some women like are not encouraged to be like cutthroat competitive. I think I've you would never be, heard that. I think you'd be. Sorry. You guys are. Sh- we're you, not showing. You sure misogynistic behavior No, we're not you're cutting women short. No, you're we're changing women. We're it's not. A
0: criticism of the men, Michael, not of the women. I've never heard that from any man who say s- tell a woman. How about this, Just
4: accept your. You know what? I'll get you. I'll get you and there
0: till they just smile. Have you heard that? who raised you Mike, boys
2: again michael you're <laughs> conflating this uh, this is not our attitude on this this is attitude that we know exists because you know, we've guys heard like, it from other women the women have told right, us this, this things, michael right. that it no exists no women have
0: ever told me that like sabrina unesco no, <laughs> just the, said just, right. um, okay. lionel you're on with the kamenetsky <laughs> brothers and michael thompson
5: Hey guys, big fans, long time I just want to give a quick testimonial. I I was actually at the Memorial today. um, 15 year season seat holder, big time Kobe fan. And I think there's just one word that just kept resonating with all of us today and that's the word love. And I think, you know, sometimes LA gets a bad rap about nationally that, you know, we don't have the nicest people in the city. Or whatnot. Let me you.
1: that's Philadelphia. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
5: Not okay. us. Around, but 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 let me tell you. Lining up today was pretty frantic, trying to get into the building. We were so concerned. How do we get in? Everybody was just so nice and calm and relaxed, and just like there for each other. You could just kind of feel it, right? Mm-hmm. There was no word said to any of us in the streets. And then when we get in, and they did the uh, "peace be with you." I mean, it
0: was
5: a chilling tribute to all of us, just hugging random strangers that you don't know. And when you connect on them on a sports event, it's one thing. And and, and this just brought it all out. So I'm just so proud of our city. Um, so much love for Kobe, Gigi, and the family, and for Vanessa to have that strength. It, I think we all needed that because when she came up there, we just rose and, like, we're here for you. We wanted to let her know we are here for you. And the fact that she I, – I couldn't imagine – but to know that she has millions and millions of her fans and, and, and all of us that love all of them, we're going to be there for her with prayers and spirit for the rest of their life. And
0: right, Lionel, thanks so much for, for, for calling. And that moment that he's talking about, for, for people who may not have seen it or heard it here uh, on 710 ESPN, well, it, Jimmy Kimmel made the point that uh, at in in... Catholic Church, you, there's that moment. It, the, the, it's offering a peace. I believe uh-huh. is what they say. Where you, yeah. you peace be with peace you. Peace be with you. And you, you know, shake hands. You yeah, acknowledge shake the hands. person around you. You say hello, and you do that. and The only other time you do that is at a sporting event. Like that's where the other time you turn something great happens, you hug the guy next to you you've never met before and stuff like that. And so he asked for a moment like that. Of course, Michael Thompson carrying his Purell around just for, for a moment like that. Uh, he's into peace, but just not germs. I just have to give him the fizzbone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> peace
2: be with you, boom.
0: But um it was it was a it was a really cool moment. Uh oh, in yeah, that. And so uh
2: Respect for each other. I, well, you know what else that, was huh? cool, too, was just not seeing people in the building think they were too cool to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody did That's it. Everybody right. did it. Yep.
0: Um, all right, so eight seven 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 ten espn We'll take some more of your calls here as we carry on the celebration of life for Kobe Bryant and uh, Gianna Bryant here on 710 ESPN.
1: Maybe it surprised people that Kobe and I were very close friends. But we were very close friends. Kobe was my dear friend. He was like a little brother. Everyone always wanted to talk about the comparisons between he and I. I just wanted to talk about Kobe.
0: That, of course, Michael Jordan, uh, the, the I, I would say, guys, the template for Kobe Bryant uh, mm-hmm. throughout his career, speaking today at
1: the Silver... Did he get to Jordan's type of level or cl- extremely close where you could tap him on the I, shoulder? I, well, I,
0: I think within is, arms was reach. Was Michael Jordan a better player than Kobe Bryant?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but how much better? Damn, Slightly better.
0: Damn, it was about as close as you can get without. I mean, being there, Michael Jordan. You know what
2: it was? I mean, because the, Michael Jordan, you know, became the gold standard, and for a lot of people, there was like a protection of him. Like no mm-hmm. people, when they become that big an idol to somebody, there are a lot of times people are resistant to seeing anybody pass it. And Kobe sometimes bore resentment over that because Mm. it became the equivalent of, like, daring to touch the sun. Yeah, You know, like, declaring, like, I am going to try to reach that greatness. He did some
1: things better than Jordan. He had a
2: better left hand. Well, he actually... Phil used to say all the time that... MJ was a better scorer than uh than Kobe. He thought that MJ I think was a better overall player, but that he gave Kobe more playmaking responsibility than he ever gave Michael Jordan. That's true. And and Kobe I have always said this, if Kobe had wanted to, if this had been his goal, he could have been a Hall of Fame point guard. Oh yeah. He Absolutely. was an outstanding yeah. playmaker. Yeah, I just,
0: I th- I think, you know, that that Kobe Jordan argument, the fact that you can even have the discussion or even kind of think about mm-hmm. Michael, you can ask that question.
1: Yeah.
0: Um is testament to like how because the answer for like everyone is no you're not Michael Michael's the greatest I mean I know you talk about Kareem Kareem is there but like the I'll tell you the place though I think guys and and Brian Kamenetsky Andy Kamenetsky Michael Thompson here on 710 SPN that makes Kobe different than Jordan is when you start to look at the way he set himself up for a post career and the way he transitioned from being that player and that icon to someone that could find Satisfaction, find outlets, find fulfillment in ways when his career was over. That's the part that I think where he looked at Jordan and said, I, I'm going to pattern, I, pattern everything I did in my game after MJ, mm-hmm. this part of my life. I'm going to see what he did and learn from his mistakes. Cause Michael
1: struggled. He did after post career Michael oh, Jordan
0: finding find being successful at stuff
2: finding really the, the, I
1: thought he just went right into the Air Jordan the Jordan brand and
0: all he that was stuff sort of being Michael Jordan but like yeah. finding the right outlet finding the competitive place finding you know,
2: things that weren't essentially extensions of, of, of his NBA life right. hmm. yeah
1: well, well he never you, really tried did he didn't he just go right into buying the Bobcats part of the part ownership then eventually buying because, right because and this is I
0: think where what separates Kobe from Jordan. Is Kobe had an intellectual curiosity about
1: everything mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that MJ doesn't have. Or, yeah. In, yeah, Jordan's you know. more
1: basketball and sneakers and right. stuff. Right, and I'm
0: not saying that, you know, Kobe's a better father, MJ's but like I'm setting all that stuff aside. Just in their in their ability to channel things and be curious about things that aren't basketball. Yeah. Kobe was light years. I mean, Kobe was not we talk about we like to compartmentalize athletes and say you know, these this guy's smart foreign athlete, you know, savvy foreign athlete, well spoken, foreign athlete. Take all those things away from Kobe. He was one of the most intellectually curious human beings yeah. I have ever. He really
1: met. was, yep. And
0: that that is you know, a guy just calling up Oprah and yeah. Gianni Versace and all these people yeah, right. to find out yeah. what makes them
2: tick. I mean, and this is this is the difference between I think, think Kobe— got a no call back? No, and that's a joke I was always going to make, because Kobe used to talk about how he would cold call you right. know, people like Oprah or Steve Jobs Obama. or uh, Obama, and you know, I would always react with, that's not cold calling, because when you make that call, you know you're going to get returned. Yeah. I, when I do it, if I <laughs> call Oprah, that is a, that's a cold, cold call. call. How'd you get a that number? Is, that is a straight cold call. But New here's, phone, who dis? But yeah. here's the difference, though, between Kobe and so many other people, is that you know, especially people who've accomplished so much, is they wouldn't necessarily think they have to make the call. They would think that just because they've accomplished so much, they can automatically accomplish whatever they want. Kobe would continually seek out the greatest in different fields mm-hmm. because yeah. he recognized he could learn from them.
0: Yeah, whether applying it to basketball or, or what was coming for him afterwards. And that, to me, remains one of the most remarkable things about him of course Kobe Bryant like you know we are obviously we are the home of the Lakers we have carried their games we carried Kobe's games Um, you know we consider him part of our family you guys are part of our family we want to keep taking your thoughts and your calls uh, on this day where we celebrate Kobe and Gianna uh, following the ceremony at Staples Center Douglas and Redondo Beach are on with the Kamanetsky brothers Michael
7: Thompson thanks for having me on Uh, Michael I I, I do agree with you I think that um I feel like the parents could have been more I guess honored a mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. I guess but I have a I have a funny story uh about Kobe. I was um at a uh, I guess it was some sort of uh Nike uh basketball gym that they were doing in North Hollywood. This was in or in Hollywood. This was in 06 and I uh, was just there eating. I had heard that he was going to be there and it uh I saw Smush Parker and uh Ronnie off there and We were told that there was some sort of raffle going on. Uh, There were hundreds of people there uh, to play in some game that Kobe was going to be refing And Smush was going to be a coach. And Roni were going to be a coach. And, um, you know, I'm about to leave. I I bought a shirt to uh, enter into this raffle. And I'm like, I'm not going to win. And I'm eating like quiche. They were serving like quiche and fruit at this thing. And um, so I'm leaving. And uh, somebody said, I heard someone say, oh, the raffle is going to start. So of course I look down at my um, my raffle ticket and they call my number and I'm like, Wow, this, this is really happening. So I went up there, we get into this line and uh Ronnie Turioff is my coach and I'm on this team full of like kids. They're like eight, nine year old kids. And the other team is like college, high school kids. So I'm like they're gonna be in this we're gonna be in this game where he's refing and it's gonna be competitive but not because
0: you're gonna lose
7: we're going to lose for sure. So I'm like playing, you know, with the kids. And then I see, uh, I, it got really serious, really quick. This kid who's like, again, nine years old, he stands in and tries to take this charge on, uh, like the other, the found the other team. And the guy dunks on him and he kicks the kid in his chest into the, like the wall mat behind the, behind the hoop. And I'm like, I look at Kobe and Kobe's officiating the game. I'm like, Kobe, that's a charge. You're not going to call that? He looks me in my eye and says, that little guy has to play through it. Wow. (laughs) 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 Kobe, the kid was just mangled by this guy. Like, he kicked him in his chest. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I I come down. So I'm like, because I'm upset, right? I mean, I played in high school. So I come down, and um, I take a shot, and I I make it. Uh, Because I wasn't wasn't playing serious. like kids on it. and then Kobe uh, has the whistle lens out there. I remember this. He pointed at him, yeah. winked, like it was like this kind of, this is what I'm talking about. Right. But the kid it is just crazy. It and kind it's of is a testament.
0: It, Kobe, and, right. And, and and thanks for the call. It's like even in those kinds of moments, and you know, we we've heard so many stories about that. Mm-hmm. And you know, like this is like you know, no, like I'm going to play hard. Like I'm not going to let the kids win. I'm not now coach them up afterwards. I mean, didn't you talked about that, Michael? With uh, with with your kids like in times that they've worked out and stuff mm-hmm. i think like you know there's no going easy no, on people no, there's no, no whatever and then yeah. you go and you talk to them you coach them up That's afterwards, right tell them about a great job yeah, you're all drilling that stuff. you're working out
1: with kobe you ain't don't go half speed buddy he ain't gonna take it easy on you You better be ready to compete and ready to keep up right
0: let get off and the that court. was the
1: theme today of long practices you played for the mambas you <laughs> yeah. practice
2: long and you do boring things it's not <laughs> you, know, like, that, you know that kid i wish he'd had the wherewithal to get teed up though by kobe like he should have just argued the no call and have Kobe tee him up. Yeah. Like you want to talk about it, something you'll carry with you forever. If Kobe
1: was a ref; he wouldn't tee you up. Kobe would accept. He would. He, he would understand how passionate the game is and how you can get so emotional. And, and he, he would just, say, "Okay, just, know, just shut up and play." An I hate the referees tee up guys just so, yelling.
0: So that's, that's two stories we've heard today, and we'll keep taking them on eight seven 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 ten ESPN They give you an idea of just how long Kobe has been a part of the fabric of this of this city. First one. From '96, A guy playing pickup ball with Kobe. Now one from 2006. And it helps explain why so many people wanted to be in that building today and what what Kobe meant. And we'll keep talking about that. Eight seven 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 ten espn Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, Michael Thompson, 710-ESPN. Kamenetsky Brothers here with Michael Thompson, 710-ESPN. As we continue the celebration of the life of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. We're here until... Three o'clock when Mason and Ireland will come on, Alan Sliwa, following that. Of course, you can listen to all of this if you missed the beginning of it. Uh, maybe you're going to miss the end of this, Michael. You can hear it on the podcast. The nice. podcast. People like podcasts now. Uh, and that's on the-, the do you guys have one?
1: ESPN LA? Yes, we do, actually. That's right.
0: All right. We'll pad, and we'll send it out. Yeah.
1: Podcast a lot of work. How, how often do you have to work on it? Well, it depends it. how often
0: you
2: do the podcast. Do oh, you right? do it
1: every day or once a week? What do you do? We do hours <laughs> once a week. Once a week. Many people podcast every, every day.
2: Mina Kimes, the daily for ESPN. That's a uh, daily every single podcast. day, Monday through Friday. Two hours, or what does she do? About thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. It's right. excellent. It's very good.
1: How long do podcasts, like the real big ones, usually last? It,
0: it depends on the. It really does depend on the show. This is probably a topic for a different time. <laughs>
1: I'm just, I'm just accent. It was They
0: can be anywhere from five minutes to two, two and, and a half hours. Oh, okay. Yes. All yeah. right. There's a lot of range. Eight seven 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 ten. ESPN is the number. I'm, I'm new to this. Yes, and we're here for you, Michael. Yeah. Um we want obviously want to hear your thoughts uh Kobe Bryant so much a part of the family and the fabric of Los Angeles we of course uh consider him that here uh as
1: you a know, home of the Lakers You know they made the uh, all the trophies in the NBA spoken for like haven't are not the there's, the there's the Maurice Podoloff MVP That's trophy MVP. they can't use that there's the Bill Russell MVP trophy in the finals, finals. In, in the finals they put Kobe's name on the MVP trophy like for the, for, uh, the for the all-star Game. for the all-star game yeah like say for the defensive player of the year there's got to be maybe
2: I wonder whose name is on there. I that. think I
1: think the, the NBA took care of that. Like, I think that was the thing
0: that they were going to get. And it's Kobe perfect too because along
2: with Bob Pettit, Kobe won at the uh, Kobe won All Star MVP the most times. He was mm-hmm. tied uh, with Pettit for four. Wow. So it's really and it had
0: eighteen it. appearances overall. The only year and Kobe it, it never,
2: didn't make the All Star game where they had one because mm-hmm. there was
0: one you know the lockout year they didn't have an All Star game. His rookie year, every yeah. year after that where they had an All Star game, he was in it. It's perfect. it had never add, been named for well, anyone else. It's too
1: late now. So they put his name on the MVP All Star. But they should add like a Kobe. Bryant- player of the year trophy different from the mvp but player of the year
0: there's, that so been much, there's, cool. there's so much arguing about that now um one of the things that i thought was was great about today and the uh the the, the themes that ran through it was this notion of of how dedicated kobe bryant was to being uh, a champion of, of women's sports and being a champion of, uh, of of girls and that was something that rob Polinka spoke about uh this afternoon
1: the last time he would wear his
2: purple and gold. Kobe fist-bumped each of his daughters before he ran out the tunnel and in Mamba speak said something like, here's what you do when the world tells you you can't do it anymore. Kobe's 60 points and win that night only is only outshined by his love for his family as the world's
0: greatest girl dad. And just that theme, Michael, ran throughout, whether it's talking about being present and devoted uh, and involved with your kids, whether it's about teaching them and the, the lessons of hard work and, mm-hmm. and being a model for players like uh, Diana Taurasi and Sabrina uh, Ionesco and, and all of these great women's players. And, and, you know, Diana Taurasi talked about, like, how the, the dream changes from I want to be a Laker to now I can I want to be the best player in the
2: WNBA like that's and she talked about in particular about how Gigi seemed to be on the track mm-hmm. to being the the type of WNBA athlete who would you know, for lack of a better way of putting it normalize it for women where you would automatically be thinking so about have it that in terms there. of the WNBA as opposed to your idols automatically being in the NBA yeah
1: yeah, I'm sure a lot of these little girls look up to Ella Elena De La Don
2: and Diana
1: Taurasi and all this, uh, Cheryl Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Candace Parker looked up to her. So yeah, the little girls have their female idols already, and rightfully so. Man, There's some great women basketball players. And I love the WNBA; watch it all the time. Charles in Garden Grove, you're on with the Kaminski brothers and Michael Thompson. How you guys doing? Good, thanks.
6: Well, Kobe did leave a big, huge imprint on my life. I have two daughters. And the first time I ever met Kobe was in, I think, 2010, 2011. Me and my wife, we were at this place on a Friday, uh, a pizza parlor in Old Town Orange. Um, Kobe walks in, I think, with some other guy. They ordered a pizza. They sat down. The place was kind of empty. He was sitting there, and I said, hey, Kobe, what's up, man? Where's your your new ring? He's like, I keep that one in a special place because it was the first one he won without Shaq. So we were sitting there, and he came over and talked to us. My daughter was sitting in the the little kid's chair, and uh, he was just talking with us, you know, just random talk. And I told him, well, yeah, when my daughters get older, I definitely want all my boys to come over because that boy is going to come over and date my daughter. And he's like, you don't need to show them guns or anything. Just show them a name with their... A bullet with their name on it. That'll, that'll do.
0: That'll do the job. It's so certainly one way to handle the problem. Um, yeah. look, we all are a little bit nervous about our daughters dating. Um, I can think of very few things that would be more intimidating mm-hmm. than dating Kobe Bryant's daughter. Oh yeah. Man, I mean, good, would be, uh, like the 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 stare that oh, yep. you get when oh, you're yeah. taking her out for prom. I yeah. mean, I mean, look oh at the look at the
2: stare Mike Brown got <laughs> just towards the end of uh, his mm. time with the Lakers, just for like I don't know, a bad game against Utah. I mean, that death stare came out. You then. feel like he was practicing that with Smush, mm. like that was like you could, the same. It would be the same look. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be intimidating just because you know Kobe is for most people, you know, imposing figure. You know, we forget, mm-hmm. you know, because we're around tall people all the time or just around someone like Michael. Six six is huge. Oh, yeah, that's a big man to, to most people. Mm-hmm. And then you you recognize just everything that comes with Kobe and all the accomplishments and the fame and the magnitude of it all, yes, that would be a very, very intimidating prospect. Um, one
0: of the, uh, you know, just kind, of, just kind of keeping with this theme, Vanessa Bryant, who spoke this this morning, in, it's just truly remarkable. I, I wasn't sure if she would speak. I know Andy was surprised. I was actually that, shocked that she, did, that mm-hmm. she spoke. Um, we, we referenced, you know, the, the idea of, of Gianna. And the WNBA, Vanessa actually talked about that this morning.
6: Gigi would have most likely become the best player in the WNBA. She would have made a huge difference. She would have made a huge difference for women's basketball. Gigi was motivated to change the way everyone viewed women in sports. She wrote papers in school defending women and wrote about how the unequal pay difference for the NBA and WNBA leagues wasn't fair. And I truly feel she made positive changes for the WNBA players now, since they knew Gigi's goal was to eventually play in the WNBA. I'm still so proud of Gianna. She made a difference and was kind to everyone she met in the 13 years she was here on earth
0: um john in la you're on with the kamenetsky brothers and michael thompson
8: hey how are you guys doing this good Yeah.
0: yeah i know i know that 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 speech and 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 the way she spoke this morning was was certainly impactful for you
8: oh my goodness um i have two sons um and so i i didn't really realize uh the strength it would take until i had granddaughters uh mt and i are about the same age so uh I go way back with the Lakers. MT is just a couple years old, a couple, uh, months older than me.
1: Yeah, we're still in the uh, prime of our lives.
8: The, hey, you got that right. But I go back to the, to the Elgin Baylor Jerry West Lakers. That's how long I've been a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I had granddaughters that it really touched that piece of me that was like, Oh my God, this is just incredible. Um, they just, they fill your life. And so Vanessa was just so profound this morning when she was speaking. Um, it just it really touched me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. She did a great yeah, job. It was, it was a tough one.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah and very, very emotional. for the call, John. It, I just thought to, to get up and be able to be that yeah. articulate. A lot of strength. It, it, was, it was
2: something mm-hmm. quite amazing. I mean, you, Brian, you were sitting next to me. When they called Vanessa up there, I literally said, wow. Yeah. Because I, I did not think she was going to be speaking just because – what she and her family have been going through just beyond the pain of it how public it's been mm-hmm. and it's in a city where you never get you know any refuge from it like everywhere you go there are these visual reminders yep. of Kobe everywhere and it's you know it's it's great it, you know it speaks to the inspiration what he meant to so many different people but for Vanessa and you know the daughters i'm sure that at times can be even with the best intentions overwhelming yeah, so they, her ability you know, to go no out question. there and speak like that, I, I was incredibly impressed and just stunned. Uh, we'll continue
0: taking some more of your calls eight seven 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 ten ESPN as we uh, pay tribute to Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and and the the celebration of life today at Staples Center. A really beautiful. A ceremony about two two and a half hours give or take uh, some some amazing speakers we'll bring some more of that sound as well uh, John and Steve coming on at three o'clock on 710 ESPN